Welcome to the MCA All-Star Podcast, where we talk about all things operations so you can build the best real estate brokerage in this ever-changing industry. Today, we've got a great interview lined up for you, where we learn from one of the top operational leaders in the game. So break open your notebook, sit back, and enjoy the show. Um, So today, we've got the amazing Becky Bell. Um, and if you don't know Becky, you will someday, cause she's going to basically run the country, run the world. You're going to take over the world. I believe it. Um, and Becky, the reason that I asked you to do this interview today is because you have just killed it in growing your downline in recruiting. Um, and most people might not know that you are an MCA, uh, because of that. So Tell us, how did you do it? Well, first of all, how many people do you have in your downline? How many people have you recruited just in the in the few years that you've been an MCA? Let's start there. I've been an MCA a little bit over two years. I didn't start immediately, but I started pretty quickly after I was hired recruiting. I've recruited approximately 90 people to our office, and I currently have between 45 and 50 at any given moment in my downline. I have awesome. some in mostly level one. I have a few level two, a few level threes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, so I just want to kind of want to break that down. Um, so what I heard you say is 90 people in the span of just over two years. So roughly 45 a year is what that breaks out to. So um, yeah. So tell us, how did you do that? I started my team leader. It was just her and I during COVID. I started right before the shutdown and we really wanted and needed to grow the office. And she would bring me the list of new licensees every Monday morning and say, call them. And I would think to myself, I don't want to call them. (laughs) I'd pick up the phone (laughs) and call one or two and it was awkward and uncomfortable and I didn't like it. So that was about as far as I went the first week. The second week, she brought me the list again. I let it sit on my desk. Tuesday, she said, did you call yet? I said, no. Wednesday, she said, did you call yet? I said, no. She goes, well, it's too late now. They were, they're already scooped up by other companies. So I thought, oh, I let her down. Let me just text them because I don't want to call them. So I just made a standard text message. I put in a bunch of emojis because that's how I text everybody. And I got a few appointments and she was said, oh, great job. How did you do that? And I said, I texted them. (laughs) Texting doesn't work. You have to call them. Okay. Okay. I'll try again next week. (laughs) So the next week she brings me the list. She doesn't say call them. She just hands me the list. I text them all. I think I got 10 appointments the second week from texting. How did you do that, Becky? (laughs) She's like, okay, you can text them. Okay, good. Yeah. And so, it was really quick and easy. I would just copy and paste and change the first name yeah. and just try to be kind of fun and short and sweet to just grab attention. And um, it worked. People would come in. I love that. So so it sounds like, you know, a, a big way that you have recruited this many people is what I heard you say is, you know, first of all, you had a list of new licensees and yes. you were texting them. Yes. Um, How big was that list week by week, would you say? It was smaller at the beginning because a lot of the testing centers were closed during COVID. So maybe there would be 20 names on it every week. And then 
as things started to open up, there was a big rush of people. So there might be 40 names. Okay. Now it's kind of in the middle. There's maybe 30 names every week on the list. Um, okay. And when we would, I would set the appointments at first, I was just giving them all to her. She would meet with them. I'd do the tour of the office and then I'd give them back to her and she'd finish the appointment. And then she said, why don't you sit in on a few appointments? So I just listened to her a few times and she was like, you can do this. And I didn't want to, but I did. <laughs> and, and then it got really easy. Okay. And um, I would just do the whole appointment Then I would set the appointment. I would take the appointment, do the tour, do everything. And it was just fun and exciting. Like after you get the first one, it's a little bit addicting to see what can I do better? What worked, what didn't work. And um, if the bonus, I was happy to get them to sign up, but the bonus was if they named me sponsor, which a lot of them, because I was their first point of contact, did name me sponsor. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so I love that. And I want to circle back. We'll come back to, you know, kind of how the, how you ultimately became the one who's doing the appointments, but I want to circle back to, so you said that between 20 to 40 names on the list. And I think I heard you say you, you get about 10 appointments from that. Like what's your, what's your conversion rate between texts per week to, to appointments? It's so strange. It's not, I would have to average it because some weeks I might get 10, okay. some weeks I would get zero. Okay. I would say an average of five and most of them show up. I'd say I have an 80% show rate, maybe higher. Most okay. of them show up. And at first, because I was so excited about Keller Williams and love my office and love my company, I was just throwing up Keller Williams on them. <laughs> and they would leave and kind of be like deer in the headlights. And my conversion rate wasn't as good. Okay. Um, over the course of the two years, I've played with the process. And lately, I've really just been asking them, taking an interest in them as a person, trying to figure out what their hopes are what they have been doing, what they hope to do, what their strengths are, what their fears are, just really asking them some questions and kind of building that relationship with them. And my conversion rate is much better. Awesome. Before, if I had five people show up in a week, maybe one would show up. I mean, sign up. Okay. Now, um, even moving into some R1s and dabbling in R2s, I would say that I have about a 50% Sign up wow. Okay. Um, so, and I, and I want to come back to that too, just, you know, because I think sometimes we hear asked questions and you, I know just based on calls I've had with you, that you, you are closing these people too, right? So, yes. so you're asking questions and I want to get back to how you transition to a close before we do that though. Um, what are you, what are you saying when you text them? Hi, congratulations for, for brand new people. Hello, congratulations or happy Monday, something with a funny emoji because it's Monday and that's when the <laughs> list comes up. Okay. Um, congratulations on getting your real estate off license. I could probably just read you one. Um, yeah. <laughs> be easier. Um, you know, if you're looking for an office that provides great energy, support and training, text back or call the office. This is Becky from Keller Williams, downtown West Palm Beach. Something to that effect with some fun emojis. Let's see if I'm right. 
If you're looking for a fun office with a lot of energy support and training, come visit us in downtown West Palm Beach. This is Becky from Keller Williams. We are opening a few spots for newly licensed agents to join our office this month. So just a few. So it's rare. You got to hurry up and respond. I love that. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a takeaway close there. Yeah. If you'd okay. like to meet and find out more, text back or call the office. I love it. So you're creating a little bit of urgency. We've got a few spots. And I think, you know, all right, so I'm not a sales guru, but what, what I'm hearing in that is I, I wonder if that creates a little bit of not just urgency because of the takeaway close, but because it is kind of a generic text, right? Like if I got that text, I would probably assume, yeah, this text went out to a lot of different new agents, which mm -hmm. actually serves the purpose because you got the takeaway close in that text. So I, I think that's great. And it sounds like, you know, so you're getting somewhere between, you know, an average of five appointments out of a list of maybe 20 to 40. Um, okay, great. So let's talk about you're in the appointment. You, it sounds like you've learned or you, you've, you've developed this process over time of instead of just saying, here's Keller Williams, here's what we are, asking a little bit more questions, figuring out who they are, what they want out of real estate. And then at some point, I know you do close. So tell us a little bit about that transition. Does it just, it just go from like, all right, that's, that all sounds great. Now are you ready to join? Like, what is that? How do you set that up for yourself? Uh, it just happens. So I don't know if I can <laughs> give you the pattern. It's, it's almost like you can feel yourself building that bond with them. At the very end, I will, just to be transparent, tell them what our split is, what our monthly fee is, what our cap is. Um, and you get a lot of head nodding, like, and smiling and head nodding. And, and then I say, are you ready to join? Or should I get the sign up packet? Or when are you making a decision? And the last like two months, they're like, I'm ready. <laughs> and it's been great. So really saving the, the black and white KW part for the end mm -hmm. um, seems to be enough for them. That it's okay. more of the relationship and the they'll say things like, oh, this office has a great vibe, or I love the feel in here, or I like what you're saying, or when I really haven't said a lot. Interesting. Okay. I love that. So, um, okay. So walk me through, you're, you're asking questions about their business. How do, you, how do you know when it's time to start talking about splits? Like, is that just a lull in the conversation? What what cues you in to say like, okay, we're, we're kind of transitioning to the closed section. How do you know that? Again, I don't like, I, I just do it kind of now. I don't know <laughs> how to describe it. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of like you've had some good rapport building conversation. And then if, I've said, well, what are you looking for? Kind of like they're interviewing us in the office that you join. Like, what is your biggest need or fear? Or what are you hoping to learn first or get first or something to that effect? And they tell me and I give them a solution that we have, whether it's training or support or coaching or whatever it may be. Um, and it seems like 
they're happy, they have a problem, they think we can solve it, then I'll say, do you have any other questions or is there anything else I can answer for you? Um, if they say yes, it's usually then they ask that question. It's like they're trained to ask that question. And if they don't, I'll say, just so you know, when you're starting your real estate business, your cost per year for your first year is approximately $2,000. The MLS dues and board dues are 800. Our startup fee is this, our monthly fee is this. So it's around $2,000. Do you have that saved? Or do you think you'll be able to afford that during your first year? Because we've had a few people join and I don't want a revolving door. I want people that are going to stay. So I find that when I ask that question, if they feel comfortable with that, the yes is easier. If yeah. not, they'll be like, well, I have a few more appointments or whatever. And a lot of times I don't hear from those people again. Gotcha. Okay. So it, it sounds like you're, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're asking questions about what they're looking for, what they want. Um, and what the main thing is that they're looking for maybe in a brokerage and then you're answering that or you're you're bringing whatever your solution is to that thing whatever it is that they're looking for and then based on their reaction from that you're gauging okay did that hook them in like or was there a little bit more that they're that they're looking for they just haven't stated it yet mm -hmm. and then that that kind of cues you in whether or not you need to probe a little bit or whether or not it's time to say okay great so let me tell you a little bit about our splits and are you ready to join is it did i hear that correctly yes okay awesome one other question that i use just to kind of gauge where they are or where their head is at business minded wise i'll say because they want to know well, when will i get my first deal? How much money do you think I can make my first year? Whatever. I'll say our office is split into thirds. One third, the top third is making a great living doing real estate. The middle third is helping their friends and family or people that come to them for real estate. And the bottom third is not doing anything. Where do you see yourself fitting in? Because we really, we really want people that want to try and want to engage yeah. and want to learn and want to participate and want to be successful. I love that. Yeah, so you're you're kind of screening a little bit too in this. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so the other question I was going to ask you is, what what do you feel like MCAs need to know if they're going to start doing this? Right, like what would what advice would you give anyone who's going to start doing this? I would say it's not as scary as it seems. It's not as time consuming as you think it is or think it would be. And it's super rewarding. And because part of our job, once they are part of the office is retention. If you can build that relationship from the beginning, whether it's a newly licensed agent an R1 and R2, it's so much easier for you to have business conversations with them. It's so much easier for you to call them if their credit card didn't go through for the monthly bill billing. It's just a really great way. Even if you're just doing the tours at first and setting the appointments and not doing the appointments, yeah. you've had a connection with them from the beginning and it's just a lot easier to get them to engage and to have both the happy and the difficult conversations with them. Um, yeah. My advice for the brave is skip the newly licensed yeah. and go for producing agents. The conversations are so much easier because they know what their gaps are. They know yeah. what it's like to be in the business. They know if they need training, they know if they need a different split, they know what they need and it's so much easier. So 
I'd say be brave and go for the producing agents. So let's talk about that for a little bit, because, um, you know, like you said earlier, you kind of started with newly licensed. And I know, you know, it wasn't until really this year that you've started having more appointments um, with producing agents. What was that transition like for you? Um, you know, not that you're not doing any new license appointments anymore, but, you know, what your first producing agent appointment, what was that like for you going from, you know, newly licensed, you know, or, or yeah, what was that like going from newly licensed to producing? I was terrified because okay. <laughs> I've never gone out. I have a real estate license, but I've never gone out and done a real estate transaction. I've never filled out a contract. I've never had to negotiate. I've never had to go on a listing appointment. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had to show a house. I, I don't know anything practically about being an agent. So I thought my limiting belief was because I haven't been there or done that, I can't have a high level conversation with them. Yeah. The good thing about it is, and what I learned and how not to be afraid is they know how to do that. They're producing agents. They know how to fill out a contract and negotiate and do all the things that I don't know how to do. What they don't know is what, like the training that we have or how to get more listings or a golden letter or classes to take or groups to join or all of the things that we know and we learn and we hear all the time at Keller Williams. Yeah. I was surprised at how much I knew. My first conversation, I wasn't, didn't know what to say because I didn't know what was going to happen. I had never done it. And the conversation was about how to get more listings. And we had just heard about it on the growth call or heard it somewhere. And all of a sudden, all this great information is flowing out of me. I was like, oh my gosh, I sound so smart. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh my gosh, I never heard that. I never thought of that. And mm. it really helps you appreciate how much you kind of absorb just being in Keller Williams and all of the things that we have that people in other even big companies don't have and don't have access to. I love that. There's so many little nuggets in what you said. Um, and so I'm going to try and, and make sure I recap them all. So what I heard you say is just kind of get over it, right? Like if you have that fear, that's okay. That is normal. And, you know, it's going to be there until you just do it. Um, so if this is a goal that anybody has that's listening to this is just get over it, right? Just, you know, you're not going to get over it until you do your first one. The other thing I heard you say was the things that that producing agents are looking for are the things that you have to offer, right? So, so this, this thought of, I have to have sold before, or I have to have, you know, done this before I had my license, that actually wasn't what they were interested in. No, they know that already. You don't have to talk about it at all. You have to talk about what are your goals? Are you reaching your goals? What's standing between you and your goals? What, what do you not have that you wish you had access to? Love that. So how, how did you get over, you said you were terrified. How'd you get over that? It was going in, I'd be shaking, I'd be nervous, trying to act cool. <laughs> but then I would have this great conversation with an agent that I really felt could use our help. Mm -hmm. And by the time we were done, they're so happy. They're so thankful. Like that 20 or 30 minutes helped make their day. So whether they sign up, whether they choose Keller Williams or not, it was a great business consulting conversation. Um, and, and they're so happy when you're done. And then you feel awesome because you just had a great conversation with somebody that you feel like we can help. I love that. 
It awesome. took more than one for me to get over it. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay. But well, that's worth noting. Yeah. It took probably 10, but I never, there was never a point when I didn't have something to say. There was never a point where they were offended or or didn't find value. There was never a point that they were mean or scary. It was just conversations, just like with an R2 in your office, just having a conversation about where are you, where do you want to be, and how yeah. can I help get you there? Awesome. Now, are you are you setting these R2 appointments as well, or is how is that working? Not yet. Okay. Um, all of my R2 appointments have been either when the team leader's been on vacation, has been double booked, um, that type of thing. Okay. I have been setting some R1 appointments through text because that's my thing, but all of the R2 appointments have been through our cyber recruiter and either just filling in for the team leader or she'll, she'll tell, the team leader will tell the cyber recruiter, double book me, Becky will take it if, because she has access to all of our calendars and yeah. she'll just put it in. Awesome. And I'm super happy to do it and it's fun and it's lucrative and yeah. I heart profit share. So I heard you say that you text R1s. What is that text like? At first, it was just reaching out saying, wow, isn't this market crazy? Are you looking to make a change? <laughs> that was it. Okay. Now, There's some crazy emojis in there. Okay. <laughs> we um, have really been focusing on luxury and our luxury listings are up. Our luxury buyer closings are up. Um, our luxury business has really boosted. We were like a 35 to 40 person luxury ALC committee and they're doing great things. So now it is, are you interested in breaking into the luxury market? Let's talk. The word luxury is a huge book. People love it. Love that. We get a lot of response. That's what they want to talk about. So luxury is the, the hot button right now. I love that. Wow. Okay. So what's your what has your conversion rate been on that so how many people are you texting and how many appointments are you setting from all this for these r1s um i haven't had as much time for the r1s because i was trying to pick the low-hanging few fruit to, to hit our numbers but we've all kind of realized as a leadership group that quality is as important as quantity. We know quality comes from quantity, but quality producing agents yeah. are super important too. So um, I'm trying to get my MCTT slash agent services and the growth ALC team to do the new licensees so I can focus more on the R1s. Okay. So do you have an idea on like, you know, if, if you text 10 in a week? If I text 10 in a week, I can get one appointment. I okay. can get a few people to talk, to answer, um, but then to tie them down to a time to come. Yeah. My new favorite thing also, because it is more efficient and they seem to be more receptive is Zoom appointments, just like we're doing just the two of us in a room. Yeah. Um, they're more likely to Zoom in than they are to physically come to the office, at least for the first meeting. Okay. Um, I've had a few Zoom appointments where they're really happy with what they hear. They want to know more and then they will come in person. Okay. So you're so for our ones, you're texting, setting a Zoom appointment, and then will will they sign from there, or is it is the next step a, a an in person meeting? I've had two people request an electronic sign up packet after a Zoom appointment. One signed up, one didn't. Okay. One just disappeared. Um, 
it seems to take the in-person appointment for them to sign up. But a lot of times okay. if they will show up for the in-person, they're coming to sign up. Got it. You know, okay. just to see the office, maybe meet a few people, ask any other questions. And then if they're showing up for that second appointment, the first being the Zoom, they're ready. Awesome. What haven't I asked you that people need to know? No. <laughs> well, um, I love it. So, I mean, you, you've crushed it. I mean, you, you've recruited, you said over 90 people in just over two years with this sort of evolution as we've gone through. Um, and I know you've got goals around your downline. I know you've got goals for recruiting. Um, so I, thank you. This has been great um, and great job. I can't wait to see what you continue to do as you focus on uh, sort of this, this skill of recruiting. And uh, yeah, we're, we're super happy that you took the time to do this interview. Thank you, Herb. And I'm happy to help anyone who has an interest in it because it does help your market center and it helps you and it's fun after you get done being scared. <laughs> yes, awesome. Thank you for tuning in to this month's episode. We hope and trust you learned something today. If you liked what you saw, be sure to like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our latest content.